All right. Um, Start talking, John. Good evening, uh, everyone. Um, <laughs> it's it's the eleven o'clock hour, and uh, wait, it's 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 around eleven. I'm just filling time. Wait, hey, hey! I didn't ask for accompaniment yet. It's, get introed before you accompany. It's always been the problem with you, fucking Timmy. That and you let peanut butter get everywhere. That's those are my main problems with you. It's just the peanut butter on the cabinets. I don't. That's why we couldn't fucking. That's 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 why you got him, Sam. All right. That's why. You Jim, got, I knew there was a reason. Yeah, because <laughs> I knew there was a reason you gave him up. Yeah, you you got yourself a good man, but you're like the cabinets are sticky right now, and I don't like it. I know you're. I know that's. I don't keep peanut butter in the house. Oh. I, I don't know if he's told you that. Oh god! Oh, get me with semantics. God damn it! Uh, if it wasn't for peanut butter, we wouldn't be together, like the PB and J that we are. Hmm. So, you working out new material on the podcast? Because um, right now it's bombing. It's uh, <laughs> um, We're in the pink room with uh, me and Jamie, as usual. And uh, we are joined by, uh, what, he, he's my best friend, but I'd say he's one of my best friends. He's my best friend, Timmy. I mean, uh, he was your your maid of honor. He was. I, I called him. Didn't I call you my best man just to make you feel better? I'm not sure if I'm getting demoted. Promoted. What's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> this yes, he was uh, best man at our wedding. Um, the uh, the the friend I know. I I just I could always trust him with anything, and I mean anything really. You're just you're just the the rare kind of dude. You're the kind of dude. That she's mad that I've had friendships with because now I expect too much out of people, and um, you're I the, wanted to get mad you're the reason why I expect so much. That's <laughs> that, true. Like I want to be like I'm not mad, but I'm so mad because that that and the peanut butter. But you, those things are a wonderful compliment. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and there Sam, you go. Timmy's girlfriend is here. T- Timmy's girlfriend, Sam. That's that other voice. Hello, hi. Uh, Hello. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the pink room. Oh, um, I didn't get introduced first. I'm sorry. I spoke I, out of turn. Sorry, I got I got off on a tangent, and uh, and <laughs> but it's does. all right. Yeah, you could you can go ahead and accompany at that point. Uh, Timmy, you you look like you're conducting an interview for <laughs> Channel Five <laughs> right now. It's it's all right. We're, so, we're... anyways, welcome to the grossest room in our house. Mm-hmm. And also, yes, I'm still mad at Timmy because he like put this level of awesomeness. On the friend scale for you, and mm-hmm. nobody else can match up to it, myself included. Uh, especially you. I no, would I say. know that. I would say because especially Timmy wins you. at everything. I'm sitting there clawing <laughs> at like title number two. Like, wait, what about me? Oh, come on, that's Bob. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I um. The, no, the, the five slots still open though, right? It's it's there's there's room there's yeah. room for her, but uh, we we just. Uh, We've been, um, we've been friends since, well, we started really, like, I guess we got close after my senior year of yeah. high school. Oh, um, no, nah, man, I think it was before that. It was whatever summer that my mom made you carry groceries. Was it? That was the moment that I think it all crystallized because it was the summer where you were at our house all the time. And I want to say it was the summer before your senior year. But I'm was be it, I, I just remember us, like, really... Uh, commiserating a yep. lot. That's because yep. I mean I hated, 
I hated being done with high school. Like, uh, and, um, and you were, uh, I don't know, you were belly aching over some chick or something. I don't know what Probably. you were whining about, yeah. but I was commiserating with you. We were uh, miserable together. <laughs> and when you're miserable together with somebody. Like, and you were just figuring out at that yeah. time that the world sucks. And it's like, yeah, we were just finding that out together and yeah. going to play ball all the time. And I needed a big dude's endorsement uh, I mean, to go play to ball. Get rebounds and kick it out for that jump it, shot. Somebody needed to say, "Hey, can you let Cap play too?" Is what I needed. <laughs> I needed. I needed a big dude that said, "Can you let Cap play too?" It wasn't like hey, tell me I had, a, I had a fucking. I mean, I had a decent jumper, but I mean, it wasn't. Uh, Calm down. It was all right. We'll go outside in the driveway right now, the and I'll the drive, and I'll hit, I'll hit three for twenty right now in the driveway. Wait, Timmy, did you know that I've kicked his ass every fucking time at horse? What? Has he told you that every time I we play basketball? Did you word it like that, Timmy? <laughs> no, probably not. My wife kicks you my think ass I would every grab fucking the time mic from somebody and word it like that. But do you know that I beat him every time at horse? Every Sorry. time. How long does this uh, this streak go back? Like it it two was years? the only game we played. It was, okay. it was the only time we played. We haven't played since. So every time Wait, he look, goes once. As, as you get silent and heated, uh, I'll ask Timmy to be the judge <laughs> on this. Um, when you play horse, is it um, is it considered at least ethical? I'm not even going to say within the rules. Ethical to shoot the same shot every time? Yes, if your opponent doesn't know how to shoot that shot. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fair if your opponent, in the way of playing the game, doesn't know how to shoot that shot, then yeah, you shoot the shot that your opponent doesn't know how to play. Hello, I know sports. Hmm. Go ahead, Timmy. I'll let you feel this for a minute. I I don't think I know sports as well as Jamie does. (laughs) (laughs) But in, in my experience, limited though it may be, I've never heard of anybody using that strategy. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, I don't know. It's kind of dirty pool. It is it's, okay it's, if it's Timmy not... Timmy can dunk. If Timmy dunked every time, Usually I don't was... know how to dunk because I don't know how to jump that high. Okay, okay. So... my shot is a granny shot. Yeah. It, so a dunk is. versus a granny shot. I e you're a pussy. So <laughs> That's maybe, how we got there. Like, you can't compare a dunk to a granny shot. Sam, 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 you in the back? It's, it's, I mean, it is, it's a little. So here's a question. So did you shoot the same shot from the same spot every time? Basically, yes. Because I have yeah. one shot that I can make and he has one shot that he can't make. So to win the game, I make that same shot every time. Well, the, Logics. The, she would. <laughs> Logics. Oh, face. I guess that's the end of the podcast, everybody. Thank you for coming. I, 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 good night. I, it was, yeah, she, she would vary her distance at times, but it would always be off glass granny shot. Straight away. It's a good shot. I'm, Thank you. What, what I've heard is more common is you would say, like, suppose you wanted to make somebody shoot their opposite hand, and you would play a whole game where if you're righty, you have to shoot lefty. If you're lefty, you have to shoot righty. And that's kind of an anomaly, but you wouldn't shoot it from the same spot. You would shoot variations right. of it. And if you're shooting variations right, of or a granny yeah. shot. Yeah, exactly. Even if you would shoot it from the same spot, isn't that up to your opponent to check you on that? They already see your pattern. Why didn't you check her? Why didn't you call her out? Well, Why I did. I did. It? I did. Blo- I can't block and horse. So 
as good as that point may be, <laughs> there's no defense in horse. I would horse. like to clarify so, <laughs> that. I don't know what a horse. My my bad. Is my bad. I shouldn't have brought you into that. What well, is? Is, is, is start over. Put the needle back. Um, <laughs> I would like some clarification. First of all. Horse is a game where I'd like to refer to that as one on one. Is that no, not? No, what that's one on one. Yeah, it's that's where you play one person against one person. Horse is where you play. You shoot a shot and then. <laughs> You shoot a shot, and then that other person has to make the shot. If you make it, they have to make it, or they get a letter. And if you spell H-O-R-S-E, you lose. It, I've never heard of a You never heard of horse, really? And I'm with this man right here, who is constantly having a conversation with me in basketball speak. Wait, uh, wait, you guys, wait. Do you guys play basketball together? No, we do not. That is the problem in our relationship. <laughs> I never know what the hell he's talking about, so I don't know. Well, I, I, wait, did you, I can't, I never remember. You have a checkered background. Um, you, uh, where did you, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Maryland. Okay, you grew up in Maryland? Because I, I just, I know that, I know that you're, you or your family, were you born in, uh... I was, I was born in New York, um, my family's Liberian, and okay, I so grew you... up half in New York, half Liberia, and then... Oh, you did grow up from there? when the okay. Civil War started, yeah. Okay, so you, obviously, during prime horse-playing years, uh, I, would have yes. been, Clearly, I guess, I in Liberia. <laughs> I, uh, if yeah. you ever had a prime, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if if the if the Civil War had only started sooner, so that you could know what the fuck we're talking about with their, with their basketball shooting games, but no, no, they had they couldn't pick up their guns. So anyway, you didn't know I'd talk I about a, a, a Civil War in Africa on this show, but I do. This is I go across the board with shit I don't know about. Um, you were going to take this place dark, and I was going to go off of Timmy saying that you shoot with your opposite hand, and I was going to say something around the lines of, I can't even give off a good jack-off with my left hand, but I couldn't imagine oh, I'm sorry. jacking I, off with I my didn't, I didn't build you to that. And then left hand. Oh, my God. We're going to we're gonna have to take the mic away from her because... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Obviously, you want to go back to Civil War? You're going to have to pass a sobriety test before you can get... Get back on the mic. I mean, left hand basketball, right hand basketball. Uh, anyway, uh, Timmy, you, uh, we, we moved to Los Angeles together in 1999. Yes, sir. Um, I always credit you with the fact that I, I really, I got here because I don't know that I would have actually, I don't know that I would have made it here. I mean, I know I needed you as a friend there, like like chicks going to the bathroom, I guess. But I mean, I definitely needed, you know, I needed the the moral support. <laughs> I but don't I, recall us ever going and, to the bathroom together. Just and for this is going to sound weird in the same vein. Your uncles, I needed your uncles <laughs> yeah. too, because uh, you had you had an uncle in Phoenix and you had yeah. an uncle in Redondo Beach that yeah. we could stay with. So I, that helped too, uh, along with the you. Paying the rent and being my friend oh, and come on, getting man. peanut you, you butter on the cabinet. Way too much credit, man. Like we we both fumbled together. I yeah. think um I think my path at different points was maybe a little bit more solid than yours was. 
Yeah, you were the richest guy I knew for a while. (laughs) Way richer than Lenny. (laughs) That was a really uh... (laughs) because <laughs> you made 10 bucks an hour i was like oh my god I, I he makes 10 bucks an hour, an hour. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy dude <laughs> I, I mean that's like 80 bucks a day i was fucking losing my mind over that shit i, I timmy will never have to work again in a couple of years <laughs> but you uh yeah you 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 and i drove out together i always thought like yeah it was just um it was your idea more than yeah i was talking to somebody not too long ago about you know, reflecting on on that that point of time and there's a small piece of me that kind of wishes we would have gone to new york cuz it yeah. was you know it was you like coin new york flip. better yeah i did and i think um i think being in new york at that time in, instead of la would have been way different for both of us yeah and i don't know what your path would have been had you been in new york i feel yeah. like you inevitably would have had to come out here so yeah, maybe I, LA I, was always the right choice for you. There, there's something about New York that I think that, I mean, as far as the comedy scene there goes, yeah. it's it's phenomenal. Like, and it's and it's in some ways better than LA with all of the clubs that are there. But as I always say, I'd rather be broken warm, and I wanted to be broken That's warm real. here. Yeah, I I really was, and plus, tall buildings scare the fuck out of me. Like, I really can't, I can't handle all that shit with mm-hmm. cabs and the subway and, man, I'm just, it just, uh, it swallows me up. I would have gotten real scared real fast. We would have left. Remember that, remember that busted trip we made to New York that time? Oh, like, man. Because I was going to go to some <laughs> comedy contest, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we just started out. We're like, all right, yeah, Timmy, quit your job. I gotta go. <laughs> I, I need somebody to ride shotgun. <laughs> And read my script while I while I drive even, to New York. Did we even make it out of Pennsylvania? No, we didn't. We, uh, I, I mean, we were like little kids running away from home. We were. I, it was. Uh, I I finally convinced myself that there was something wrong with the tire, which there yeah, probably was, there was because my dad was. stole tree swings and put them on as what? tires on my car. My dad buy used tires. I mean, nobody. Nobody buys used tires. And okay, maybe you should stop hiccuping before you keep talking. Oh my God, you're such a bully. All right, <laughs> I, I've got a little. I'm I'm gassy and I don't feel great today. So yes, I might have some hiccups. Um, but I, it's so good to have the captain of the cheerleading squad here to go. Uh, maybe if you didn't hiccup the whole time. Good God, quit being such a jerk ass. You pick on me all the time. I know because it's cute. It's not cute if I pick on you. Sometimes, no, not when your eyes right. are like that. Oh, they're, Jesus. They're, Sam made oh, me drink. Jesus. <laughs> See if you're Jesus. Sam made you drink. Like, oh, yeah, that would have, yeah, oh, damn, damn it, Sam. We had almost 24 hours before you got here. <laughs> seven days. Seven days is my longest. <laughs> now, did you, uh, <laughs> You're just gonna laugh and walk over there. Yeah, I'm like, just gonna go through. Oh, she I, needs I, help. I, I That's had a, okay. I had a, um, now, you used to, we used to hang out at your house more. Like, cause we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I mean, do you, and, and, uh, ladies, you could jump in on this. Can I? Is it, okay, uh, I was just or lady, oh, can you can jump in on this, maybe. Um, is it harder to, do you think, to grow up as a, as a female or a male? As a, I mean, 
Like you're, especially when you get into your teenage years, those years that Timmy and I became friends, those really, those years that seemed to cause so much uh, trouble for everybody, um, you know, and uh, especially kids now, what it gets on ends up on the news and everything. Yeah, and I mean, we were talking about it earlier. I don't, I don't know if it's you know more or less difficult, but I, I mean, what what are your feelings, dear? Or do you have any? You just do you just want to yell in my ear? Okay. Oh, oh I'm okay, sorry. Great. Am I allowed to talk? Yeah, I. You're certainly. I. I just asked you a question. Um. Obviously, I feel like it's harder for girls. I mean, you weren't knocked up at sixteen. You weren't abused at sixteen. You weren't. We have completely different upbringings. But I, I don't totally would have took it though. You know, you somebody would have knocked me up. I would have given him this ass. You didn't used to sell your socks for money because old cranky men. Oh, God. Where are they cranky? I guess they were probably pretty cranky if they were buying socks for money or not. Yes, that's pretty gross. Um, I, uh, look, I, I mean, I can imagine that, yeah, just the idea of. Uh, you know, blossoming and then being objectified by a bunch of fucking just hairy, big, gross men is is difficult. I just think, I think, I, I think it's what we were talking about uh, several episodes ago when it was, I, I just think, I don't know if it's harder or not for either. I just think life's hard. And I think that, that yeah, I think, the decent people need to band together more, you know, yeah. and try to. Before you even get to the point of the decent people banding together, but I just did. I th- uh, before you get, there, I'm backtracking. Okay. okay, and I'm erasing what you just said. Okay, thank but... you. Great. <laughs> well, this is this is no, my podcast, Sam, by no, the way. Wait, okay. It's just that um, Team Sam. It's just <laughs> it's just that growing up, uh, being a girl, even your family treats you different mm-hmm. differently. Uh, than your brother. So your brother's allowed to run wild and do whatever they're allowed to do because they are growing up to be men mm-hmm. and they can be aggressive and um, uh, just uh, direct and say whatever it is that's on their mind and be very outspoken. But you have to come in at this certain time. You have to uh, be with this. You're saying you're as a girl, yes, you have as to. as a girl. Right. Um, that your parents approve of because they want you to be a respectable lady, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is all of those things are fine, except you cannot have your daughter have these rules for your daughter and then allow your son to run wild as he pleases us and then encourage that behavior. No, you can't. I, I, I don't your think you can. You know, of age where she's looking for a partner, and these are the kind of scoundrels that she's coming across. How do you expect her to find a suitable mate? Ah, well, they've been encouraged to have many girlfriends, and I'll, 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 I'll let you go as long as you want, and then I'll just, and then I'll, I'll just take this one down. Look, I, no, I, I totally, I, I see. That's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't want to disavow any of that because I think that's all that shit's valid and every every bit of that is is real I think that men who may not be let's say not your your brothers because directly because they're in your family but men get the trickle down effect of all of that like the men who are let's say 
let's say, uh, assumedly heterosexual, because obviously homosexual has a whole different set of problems that is, you know, even worse. But it's, uh, I, you know, I just think that men or boys, essentially, because women are sort of put through what they're put through, they act how they act and then confuse little confused dudes are just they're a mess and then they and then life just becomes more and more and more just fucking just a pain in the ass that's why i'm saying that the people who are who are decent in this world because i still think that because of all the rules and everything that's put on girls and young women they're they only make themselves available to the worst kind of men but why do you think that is well, I I think that there's um, I I think that some of that's social and some of that's hardwiring, but I think it's I think from my perspective, just personally, because I can only talk from my perspective. When when I would go to a like we'd go to a bar or nightclub, and if I went and tried to like hit on a girl and she rolled her eyes or said no, I I respected that and i was like yeah. oh my god she wants nothing to do with me and i should probably go do some push-ups and i mean i'm I, I the thing is is the type of guys who will keep knocking on the door when they've when they've been told nobody's home they're the type of guys who end up you know knocking up girls when they're 16 oh, and they're the guy they're girls who, who end up with those girls yeah but um confident or sure. cocky enough yeah but see but here's the problem with that is if the parents had even a little bit more of um a faith i suppose or um trust in their young girls yeah growing up and their decisions that they made the girls would grow up with more confidence yeah. And then they wouldn't have those issues where some asshole I, I think would that convince them that that's what they needed to do. I think that was Jamie do. clapping, by the Jamie. way. But, so the, <laughs> but the, uh, I, I think the, uh, the thing about that is, from what I've seen, and I can't judge because I'm not a parent, I always want to use that disclaimer, but the fact is, is I think that people generally get too worked up about everything with their kids. And like they're too, everything's such a big deal right now, and then they yeah. get too upset. Timmy, do you have any? Well, you know, parenting is a weird thing to talk about when you don't have any kids. Um, I've long thought that a lot of parents suffer from, you know, the oddly wicked things that come from having a god complex. You know that they create a human being and they feel godlike, mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot of really tough things that come along with that. That um, they just make decisions that aren't in the best interest of a human being because they're a little bit too interested in serving themselves. I think that's a thing that can happen to some people. I don't think it's the only or default method of parenting, but I think what you're talking about ultimately sounds to me like a lot of outdated social mores. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we have decent human beings in the world and it seems as if you kind of break the odds if you achieve that. Or, or I'm sorry, you, you overcome very long odds to achieve that because there's so many different things that are stacked against creating decency 
And so many things come from just really, really weird cultural norms. Well, now, furthermore, right? Because Timmy, <laughs> Timmy's my friend that I have more serious conversations with, by the way. But um, the I, I think with with parent with respect to parenting, yeah. Because we, you know, we talk about possibility if we're going to have kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. How many generations back do you think it really is where parents? really worry about being good parents you know what i mean like it's a good question because i i was thinking about uh, you know mark ellis and i were joking about it one night like we were just talking about how like with uh, fathers in the say 40s 50s you know it's like instead of like reading a book on parenting they're they're just working the heavy bag you know, they're just like, all right, yeah, I just got to yeah. make sure I hit hard enough, you know, because I, that's how I'm a good parent is just, it, it, I got I guess I'm not hitting hard enough. That's why you're not a good kid is because I need to hit you harder. And I mean, I, I just think that it's funny because I just wonder where's the cutoff of like where we started getting kind of hippie-ish. I mean, with, it's, it's uh, a question of parenting. awareness ultimately, right? And I mean if you're talking about pre-industrial age, nobody had time to be aware of being a parent. You just did certain tasks in the course of every day to feed people and house people. And that was it. You know, the, you were much, you're, you're at the base of the, the Maslow pyramid as opposed to the top. And I think across time, <laughs> you just, a mess. this is, I just yeah. realized this is why we never got laid. This is it. <laughs> this is yeah. it right here. This right. conversation <laughs> This whole thing. This is what, because I can see these, the the two girls that are here. That's your girlfriend of five years. Yes, sir. This is my wife, and she's going to leave me after this conversation. <laughs> yeah, you just said Maslow, period. Give you me the mic. You, you lost me my marriage because you said Maslow's period. Give me the mic so I can dumb pyramid, this shit down. Pyramid. I think that's right. I might be mistaken. It's the hierarchy of needs. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Thank you for popping in saying, hey, let me... Let me let me bring a dumb voice in. Hi, this. Jamie right. Caparulo here. Um, I've bit. probably got the lowest IQ in the room, so let me put in my thoughts. Oh, okay, you I mean, can't clap. You were applauding things. Really well. <laughs> Battle we had in the corner. Here. <laughs> I was just gonna go off of saying that I think every generation's parents are, they want to be quote good parents, mm-hmm. but I think the idea of being a quote good parent changes over every decade, like. Last decade, we didn't think kale was good for us, or quinoa, or acai. Sure, sure. We didn't know that those things were something that we those should are all eat. Lettuce, aren't they? <sighs> They're those things are that all you lettuce. should eat. <laughs> we didn't realize that high corn fructose were things that we shouldn't eat. It was just like that's what you fed your family, and that's what you gave your family, and this yeah. is the good parenting you gave your family because that's what we thought was best. And, you know, that changes over time. So now we know to eat better. We know to treat our children better. We right. know to think better. And so well, I don't think that it's just something that, like, oh, guys are just like, I'm going to be a better dad now because it's 2014. I think it's something that's changed over time where it's like, I know to be a better dad now because of all these other – I'm sorry. Do you want to take well, the that mic goes now? Along with, that goes along with information. But I, I think that, you know – uh, getting through to everybody but people also being willing to take in that information because there's still some cultures in this world today who don't uh, who don't adhere to any of that stuff yet i mean uh, you know uh, they don't get the information as quickly and they're still 
they're still very archaic, and they're still fucking Maslow. And yeah, because I just said quinoa, fuck. and you said, <laughs> "Is that a lettuce?" It's a, the quinoa is. It, you just, but the thing is, they were all food references. They were all so. I don't. You didn't know if you should eat kale, or I don't know if you should um, have more vegetables, or who who you know a side dish. I mean, everything was everything was food related. Nothing was psychological, or you know, it was just you know. Well, what about what about cheese? <laughs> it's. Uh, Did you know about burrata before I was in your life? I still don't. What the fuck is burrata? <laughs> well, I don't know what burrata is. What is that? It's a creamier, milkier mozzarella. Oh, okay. It's amazing. It's right life. I, I, if, if, what did you think? Do you know what a good restaurant is now, like, in your older... Like, do you... Because we used to eat, like, just go, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a good question, knock cause... out some drive through Like, yeah. I just figure if they don't have a drive through it's nice. Yeah, I, I think like, I'm thinking backwards first, you know, taking that question backwards, like you know, we, we really didn't know where to go. Like if I was here in L.A. when you and I first got here, somebody asked me for a restaurant recommendation. I would have been clueless. And oh, was, I got you. I got you. And that was pre Yelp. So obviously there's nothing you can do to help. But as, right. as you get older, I mean, you know, Sam certainly softens and sophisticates me. So I think uh, I think I know what a good restaurant is. And I you know, having Yelp, like I can decode that now. So I don't necessarily need to have a personal standard for it. I can Do you have Yelp a taste it for it now though? Like it is because when she takes me to some of these places that I know are rated higher yeah, or, you know, they're technically nicer. I'm like, the, the bread's hard and there's, <laughs> the, there's, there's not enough butter. And I, I just want to leave. They're yeah. just, they're, I'd, they mess up every, like, everything. They'll be like, oh, there's a cheeseburger on the menu, and then it comes out, and it's fucking green. And I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not happy. I don't, um, I think to answer your question, ultimately, I'm not a foodie. I would never claim that. Right. Um, right. I, I, I understand the difference between burnt and not burnt. <laughs> I think that's about the degree of my sophistication. I'm calling you out right now. Why? I'm calling you out. Team Sam. Uh, maybe it's not. Uh, first of all, let's just let's just talk about at home with breakfast. How particular are you each time that you make bacon on getting it just that much better than the day before? And you're you, oh, you don't try not to burn that's, it. That's, that's a good question, Timmy. I don't want bacon. You're particular about. It's about time we found out about this shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think you do have um, a certain enthusiasm for restaurants, but... Uh, Does he still have enthusiasm for slurping his cereal? Because I want oh to fucking God. punch him in the <laughs> yes, neck. Yes, he does. Uh, yes, oh that guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, still the Just same the dude. Other day. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I could do Sam, some punching. together. Let me tell you about how annoying John is, too. We'll compare notes. I did graduate from like regular uh, Ralph's Raisin Bran to Trader Joe's Raisin Bran, which means less sugar, I think. Does it really? I just, yeah. I, I mean, I always still think if I eat Kellogg's Raisin Bran, I'm, I'm really, I really made a healthy move now. No! Now I can eat. Now I can eat eight piece fried chicken because I earned <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Got to balance it out, man. It's of course, of course. Um, 
So you live in uh, you guys live in D.C. now. Yeah. Now, um, that's uh, you guys. You guys met how you were were you working uh, the bar yeah. where he met you? Yes, I was bartending. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and there was just something about him. N- no. uh no uh i was bartending at the hotel where um he his he and his colleagues were staying for a conference in dc okay um and he was coming towards me at the bar and i was reading my book because it was a slow night and i'm thinking oh god really can't you just sit at a table like everyone else? <laughs> and but the adorable thing is that an embarrassing thing is that he was coming to watch the the game flat screen behind uh-huh. me. Yeah, <laughs> to watch the game. And, yeah, and you yeah. felt dumb. Yeah, <laughs> the, can't you just sit at a table? Damn it! And five years later, here you are. Yeah. Yeah, I can see the regret, and uh, I, you know, I, I feel you. I John feel and you. I met in the bar that I used to bartend in. Yeah, yeah, you weren't. Well, I didn't. I know. wasn't working at the time, but I mean. Well, was, yeah, I, I apparently some stories you've been you were being paid. I wasn't I being paid. Well, some. <laughs> Because she some sometimes she tells she tells stories uh, five different ways. So like in one version of that story, it was like, uh, well, I I was kind of being paid to entertain you, and I'm like, uh, okay, that's the term, I feel right? I feel dirtier and dirtier about that night every time I hear you tell about it. You know what? And tell me you didn't like it. Tell I me well, I mean, I was okay with it because I the whole thing was just I was back in. You know, where my college town and I was actually doing well. And it's not like you haven't been paid to have company before, John. Been pay- I haven't been you've, pay- you've paid to have company before. What, uh, hookers? Yes. I uh, that was dude, that was 2000. I mean, like, do you, Timmy, do you realize how many? Well, I don't want to say how many relationships because, we well, two, but I mean. That this is like a thing for me because I'm honest about everything. I mean, I really and I was open and honest about the fact that I had a few I had CD comics who I just like who basically made me think that like yeah this is this is what you do come down to to a third world country with us Tijuana. Mm-hmm. This was before it was that dangerous, but uh, and we we'd go down there and to the the spot, and it was uh, <laughs> I, you know, and I've told my wife, I told her this. We couldn't have been seeing each other for a month, and I told you about this. I don't hide shit because I think, oh, since it happened a decade ago, it ain't gonna be that big a deal. But then <laughs> it gets funny. brought up and brought. This is 2014, Timmy. I only bring this up because I find it so funny. I'm not afraid of it or offensive, but I'm not like there's not there's no jealousy or weirdness about it. I just think it's really funny. I think you in that scenario is hilarious. You like still. I would love to be on a fly on that wall and see that actually play out. Because I just can't believe that <laughs> it even happened. Flies. There were a lot of flies there. there I picture that. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of flies. It was, uh, I, I, you know, to me, when we went on those adventures, um, it was, it was more or less like they set it up like a nightclub. So it was like, 
you know, it was like a nightclub that I didn't get rejected at because I had 60 bucks. So I was like, this is, so it was more like just hanging out with, you know, the dudes I went down there with. So it was like, they were, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't a, you know, I guess I look back at it and I realize how completely ridiculous it is for somebody like me, who's as, as who's as relatively frigid as I am. I know, that's why I find it to, so funny. And, and yeah, to just, to think back is just the, that's why I kept getting the same one. We kept going back. I got made fun of he for like, I developed her. a relationship with one of them. Cause I'm waiting I, for a Mexican <laughs> kid to show up on our front door. And it, it will. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, one day, I know. I'm well aware. I'm going to, I'm someone's stepmom at this point. I'm, I know this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't finish there. That's, I can't pee. I can't pee in front of people. All right. I, it's just, it's strangers and, uh, yeah, that's just, uh, well, it it didn't it didn't go well, but still, she was my girlfriend for briefly. She didn't know it until, yeah, it was over. But um, yeah, there was just a it's a weird time. It was still it was a fun time though, because that was still the time like when we moved to L.A. and it was before I got caught up in another relationship that it was it was during your time of uh, you know like I was catching you on the floor face yeah, down in some throw was, up that was when i had a, 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 yeah a, a rough break the best yeah. the best day ever that was your solution to your passing out in your vomit was i'm gonna start sleeping in the tub <laughs> like really you were serious idea. you were like i'm gonna i'm just gonna start sleeping in the bathtub from now i'm like you don't think you should get some counseling for this, Timmy? Well, I mean, listen. Am I de- I'm sorry. Are you under the impression that that is uh, ceased? At any point? Like, no, not at all. And I and I mean, I think he's uh, he's just matured with it. Is all you know. I think that's all. I think the logic was sound because listen, if you're thinking about sleeping on your back and what happened to Jimi Hendrix, if you're in the tub, it's impossible as long as you're seated up. Wait a minute, Jimi Hendrix was on his back. That's why he choked on it. What I'm saying is if you're in the tub sitting up, yeah, that's how I, like I would sleep point. in the tub. I'm too tall to sleep laying down. Like, my legs got to go you, somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't put a tarp on your bed. Wouldn't that make more sense than okay, sleeping in the tub? the bathtub is going to lean about, him up. Yeah. If, so like, he's going to be propped up because of yeah, the I, tub. I hear you. Yeah, exactly. I have a prop up in my bedroom right now. I have a wedge that it's like instead of getting a... Like a craftmatic. So weed. for Christmas, we'll buy Timmy a wedge to save his life. Well, that You're is getting so a wedge thoughtful. for Christmas. <laughs> God damn so it! Because yeah, yeah, I owe you some uh, Christmas presents. So much Jesus points for that. Oh life God, saver. I want, I want more Jesus points. I, I need, uh, for so Christ's explain sake, explain Jesus points for those of us who aren't familiar. Uh, oh, you save someone's life, someone's life, and you get Jesus points. Nice. Is this a real thing to you? Yeah. I've what? saved so many lives. I have so many Jesus points. So I'm not going to die for like Is another two you or heard three of, years. At Sunday because, school or something? No, I'm making this up as I go right oh, now. Oh, God, for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, so do they serve red wine or white wine at this church? That red, wine white white wine. Wine. red wine and white wine. Red wine and white wine. You, 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 you went to Catholic school, though. Like, did, it I was... Because uh, I, did. I didn't... You were one of those, like, kids that didn't show up until yeah. high school. Like I remember, we used to cross paths at basketball camp, mm-hmm. and uh, like, but we, you were one of the guys who 
basically was was good but forgave me for being terrible it was uh we were still friends um but uh i said you went to uh same school as lou holt lou holtz actually yeah, and same uh, school I, I did an eight-year bid yeah Catholic school yeah were there like rulers and shit like like no nah, with... it was actually by the time i got there there were i think two nuns or maybe three nuns for um kindergarten through eighth grade and one of the nuns was a was the principal so it was moving in a direction where it was just like mm-hmm. probably a shortage of nuns at that point. And the the principal was cool. Like you could spar with her. Yeah. Like she she seemed to like kids to talk shit. So right. you could go back and forth. And when she got sick of you, then she would just she would bring the hammer down, but she did it verbally. She wouldn't smack you or anything like that. Right. She'd right. bring mom and dad in when she wanted to do that. I remember I had a I had a I told her I had a fifth grade teacher. I mean, this was nineteen eighty five, eighty six. Yep that she would she would read from the bible to us and we would have a prayer i remember before class it's public school yeah it was public school and i just remember her reading from the bible and i remember her saying no because we prayed it wasn't she didn't read she read other shit to us it was like the bible was boring but uh it was uh she would pray before class started every day and you know, I remember her saying, they say no prayer in school, but I don't care. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, how what what, what 10 year olds are going to tell on her? You know, we're not going to I'm not going to turn her into the feds. So, I, I mean, we just let it go by. I didn't realize until years later that it's like, hey, she infected me with some prayer. <laughs> uh, God damn it. I, I, uh, but uh, yes, dear. Um, my sister was the class president of oh, her graduating, right? okay. yeah, 2004, or 2014, I was 2004. Anyways, so last year I went back for her graduation, and mm-hmm. she had to give a prayer for her, like, what? Yeah, this school? is public school, and she's yeah. giving a prayer. So I convinced her that I was going to start booing, and I was going to sue her uh, for doing it. Uh, and she was horrified that I was, like, actually going to, like, stand up, and, like, this is, you know, a thousand people a room, yeah. like, and I was going to, she's up there giving the prayer, and she's horrified that I might stand up and start booing her in the middle of it. I'm pretty sure you would have, uh, you would have had it too because you graduated 94 i graduated 93 yep. and uh i uh gene sent me has been sending me all that stuff from my uh parents house and one of the things i found in there was the the you can see the program to my oh, graduation yeah, yeah. ceremony and i remember my friend you know him andy mm-hmm. he he had to he gave the prayer it just it said the whatever prayer I, in the middle of our graduation ceremony, and I'm like, yeah. I guess everybody's just was fine with that shit. I, I mean, nobody's really gonna say anything. I guess if it's peaceful enough. But the thing with my sisters is, was it was called an Irish prayer. Oh, just assuming that everyone in that class was Irish, right. which I mean, it was ninety nine point nine percent white. So I'm guessing yeah. that there was a lot of Irish. Yeah. But you can't assume that everyone is. And a public school was assuming that everyone was Irish and they're mm-hmm. going to give this Irish par- prayer. And oh. I, even though I graduated from that same high school 10 right. years ago, n- knowing 10 years of information now, I was so offended by this. And, of course, you know, my family who's still in the same town, you know, mm-hmm. my sister who grew up in this graduation, like, went through the whole thing that I went through as well, but just was oblivious to it when I went through it. It was just, I was so offended that they weren't 
offended as I was. Yeah. Like, why aren't you as upset as I am that she's just going to give this Irish prayer to everyone? And there might be Muslims and whoever else in this yeah. audience. You have uh, almost five years of liberal training out here. Yeah. Yeah. with me. Yeah. Yeah. California, yeah, California PhD over here. Yeah. Because yeah. it really does. It, it does kind of, I notice myself, like, it puts you in a bubble of liberalism that you just you kind of assume like you know everybody else thinks like this too or whatever and then you know then you see the election results and you're like oh fuck uh there's that's an eye-opening experience that i didn't want i'm gonna close my eyes again yeah but uh you remember the drive out here one of the things you said at least two or three times was earth is big (laughs) <laughs> yeah and, and and i mean right, thinking back like you get out here and la is incredibly expansive and there's so much diversity here of course mm-hmm. but there's so much space between here and ohio and all of the people that are in that space you know surprisingly they accept a lot of the same things as being the norm for how you live life like we're i'm remembering this prayer thing and I'll bet when I sat in that auditorium, I said, well, that's just what happens here. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't think about it. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's assumed. It's like you understood. You know? I th- I think, you know, by looking at a lot of stuff that, um, you know, uh, from like papers and stuff like that that I wrote, I you know, I guess I was, I was more, I just think I was still more right-wingy. Like, not really all the way because i was too artsy yeah. you did have all that morton downey jr on in your house but yeah though. oh yeah well dude my dad used to yeah. sit there we watched morton downey jr for like the entire run of the series which was like a year and a half he was it's, cool for about three weeks when you were 15 yeah because you're 15 and anything that's iconoclastic like that is just awesome yeah that's what you're looking for at that age but once you watch more than about two or three weeks, it's, uh, it's just really like yeah, you're just you're just getting everybody, uh, you know, like, yeah. all right, I want to talk now. Exactly. <laughs> we need more money for public schools. Unless, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was uh, I remember I remember thinking that we were like the only people watching that, you know, like my yeah. dad found it somehow on. Cause remember, you'd find it on like channel 33 or something oh, like because we didn't have. I want to say they were like for some reason I associated with the Arsenio show. Like I feel like maybe oh, it came like on, on the same after, network, like on the same network. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had right. yeah, we had we we had all the local like there was like local UHF. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, man, that's <laughs> my dad still has the antenna hooked up. In there because we he just very old he just gets cat. mad, you know, like I ain't. I don't want to watch news that applies to me or that I can see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch to the Cleveland news. Say, <laughs> like, yeah, it looks like it's gonna snow tomorrow. No, it, it's not. You, you live too far away for it to snow here. Well, it's gonna snow. He's just. Uh, hey, what was it like for you coming to my house? It's in compared to your house. Oh man, well, there was way more pie and cake. <laughs> yeah. Um my was, dad would tend to it was always a joke with me and me you Steve especially got yeah. victimized by it a lot like If you were over we, 6 foot tall you you clearly had an empty My leg. dad would go like he would be out for work like you know wherever he was that day and uh 
he couldn't just buy a slice of pie that he wanted. He'd just buy the whole fucking pie. So then he'd only want the one slice and then need to unload the rest of this pie. So he just, my friends would come over and be like, you guys want cake? Like he just, it'd be an opportunity for him to unload cake and pie. So it's just be like, ooh, boys, boys who want to eat pie and cake, invite them back. We'd, we'd be in the backyard playing basketball, and that was like his his, his Gatorade. The, yeah, if the ball bounced into the alley, yeah, his Gatorade. Yeah. yeah, that was. Uh... I've never heard teenage boys complain about being offered cake and pie before, though. Like, no. why is it like such it, a? Okay, it's like the fact is, is like okay, maybe maybe one of us was hungry or something. You know, maybe like Steve would go, okay, sure, I'll have some pie because he was never there before. He'd be like, okay, I'll have some pie. And then he'd be like, well, you only want that one? I got cake, too. You want to? Why don't you have some cake? He got them from his mother. He's just, it's like it's a weird, pushy thing that, like, he just can't help himself. But, uh, I think the first two slices were always good, but the third one, sometimes, sometimes maybe. He'd start two. charging you. He'd start charging you after that. Yeah, that's that's the worst of it. Yeah. yeah it was, <laughs> I mean, it was just generosity and kindness that just couldn't be stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, that's, <laughs> sha-la-la-la. We were, yeah, that kind of family. Um, But, yeah, we, it, I just didn't know if it was different for you because, because I always thought my friends always got this shock of like, uh, you know, I remember one particular friend, uh, PJ couldn't handle the fucking swearing. Like he was, shock, yeah. he went over the top, like, where he's like, you're allowed to swear here in front of the adults. Well, fuck you, Mrs. Caparillo and, <laughs> and cunt shit bastard. And it's like, dude, fucking relax. You can pace yourself and you don't have to. And make my mom cry, but uh, yeah, it's um, it was it was just some people. Bob would fucking lose his mind at my dad's farts. That's the thing. My dad had an audience, so my dad he might have pushed pie on you guys. He was always making da- Bob laugh with his fucking toots. It was uh, yeah. yeah, we we were colorful. <laughs> that's, that's an understatement. Yeah, yeah, we sure were. Wait, wait. Okay, just going off of last podcast, we talked about yes, you wanting to talk, maybe, you know, in your younger years, going into stand-up. W- do you still have that drive? Do you still want to do stand-up? No, no, no. You know, it's, it's funny because we, we were talking earlier about this before the podcast, and I think my feeling was probably the same as yours, Jamie, where I just wanted, like, I wanted to have some empathy and understanding. Like, what's it like to get up there on stage and look at those lights and see all those people? I mean, I think you share that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I ever had it in mind that I had any talent for that at all. And I don't think you ever expressed that. No. Like, it, you weren't, like, coming at me like, hey, you know what? I'm going to start doing stand-up, Cap. Yeah. It wasn't like that. It was just, it was like, and I was too, well, A, immature, but wrapped up in the whole, like, you know, the comedy club world where I was like, oh, God, if I go down there and I get my friend a spot when all those other guys are, yeah. you know, wanting spots, they're going to all be sitting in the back pissed off at him. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably, he's most likely going to bomb because that's what you do oh, on your I first time. Would have, yeah. And, uh, and it's just, it's, it's one of those things that I should have just been, I wish I'd have been bigger about it and just gone, fuck it. Yeah. Why don't you go well, do it? I'll, I mean, especially when I'm hosting, 
Well, the um, I don't recall the timeline of this, but there was a point when I got pretty deep into spoken word poetry. Yeah. And I went up on stage a couple of times doing that at the mm-hmm. Poetry Lounge down in L.A. And um, it probably wasn't the exact same experience, but just the idea of standing on the stage with that microphone, the lights, and the crowd, like, it gave me much more empathy and understanding for what you do. Well, in that case, it's like you don't know until you're done usually either. Right. If people approve or disapprove. Because that's the thing about with stand-up is like I'm getting encouraged as I go along with laughter. Uh And I know if I'm doing well or not or if I should change the subject. But it's those poetry slams or whatever back then. It was, man. So it wasn't, it was more... I think what I did was kind of the open mic portion rather than the slam portion. Yeah. And it's, it turns in some cases into like a group therapy session or just actually there were a lot of people that seemed to be dabbling in both comedy and poetry. And some people were acting. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, one of the, one of the people that was there pretty regularly was Omari Hardwick. He's, um, he's, a, he's on, um, what's the show on Showtime power. He's on that now. Like he's gone on had a really good acting career. He might have been one of the guys on Mondays, like he when might I, have at been. Comedy Store too. But yeah. there were like at that point, there were a lot of people that were just like playing around in different mediums because they were sort of testing their talents to see what would work and what right. they could learn from one medium that could be applied to another. And um, I do remember the first time I went up, I decided um, I'm going to do it finally because I've been waiting and waiting. Like, all right, I'm just going to do it. And it happened to be like right after. I had an ankle injury, so I was on crutches. Mm. I went up there on crutches, and it was so weird because all I could think about was don't fall over, don't fall over. Like the whole idea of actually like getting the lines right, the words weren't even the thing. All I was worried about was balance. Ain't nobody gonna boo a dude on crutches Maybe though. That was so probably, I mean, there's like, you know, you had that yeah, crutch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah, I I just uh, I I always I still always regretted though like yeah i mean did it go well for you though like when you did that i didn't get booed off so i, did, I didn't that's fall cool. that's a plus and i think maybe two or three people you know said something positive afterwards i probably did that three or four times total yeah um you know i was more as a as a spectator and i kind of dabble around with writing but not really you know getting too deep into the actual performance stuff i just don't think i had um i really don't think i had an aptitude for it do you think do you think uh basketball kind of took away from your um your your drive to get into like really jump both feet into you know other pursuits like say art yeah um cuz i think sometimes you kind of sell yourself short where you're just like well you know i'm just i'm just kind of here on the the fringe you know, and I'm not really the, one of the guys who does it. And it's like, well, why couldn't you be? I mean, you're, you know, you're a smart enough guy. I mean, you're you're not gonna do stand up because you know, I mean, That's guys it. like me will kill you. Yeah. But <laughs> you no, kill me I, in my living room enough. Your yeah, living no, room, I, I'm, other I'm, living room. But I mean, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I still feel bad about the fact that I didn't, I, I didn't just give you a spot at the comedy store and that I, fe- I infected your boss's nah. laptop with so much porn. So I, uh, <laughs> that, that, those are my two regrets there with you. It's, uh, well, you know, I, sorry. I, I, I never had any problems with that job and, you know, I never had any problems. Still got a recommendation. I still did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. 
That's uh, but you don't think that really? Um, I don't know. It's weird. Like when you're in a small town, and the primary thing that a young kid has access to to achieve any kind of notoriety is athletics. Yeah, man, it's real easy to get caught up in um, like the local celebrityness of it. Mm-hmm. Like, man, if you're 16, everybody knows your name and wanting to give you free this or free that and slap you on the back and tell you congratulations and they're happy just to see you. Like, of course, that's that's intoxicating, you know. Now, but but having said that, when you um, when you ruined our town's uh, <laughs> future with by missing that dunk, I did I did ruin um, our town's future? Uh, yes. You know, we do have to talk about Wheeling Park, Timmy. Yes, um, single-handedly destroyed you, Liverpool, Ohio. But 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 at a at a young age. Like, I mean, I know I tried to, you know, I'd be there for you and be supportive alongside you when that was all happening. And, you know, but that as as a kid, that means, you know, arguing with anybody who fucking says, yeah. you know, you lost the game form or whatever. Yeah. But um, like, but the fact that like you could go from that, you know, young celebrity to everybody fucking turning on you and you became the goat uh for that game i remember because we were ranked high and all that shit or you were yeah. i wasn't <laughs> well okay why are you beating up on your friends? no i'm not no, i'm not you, this is I the really, nicest i've ever been about this no, subject no, no. actually it's funny, i usually bang him up about this because so, you know because our town would have been a lot better off had yeah. he not gotten the ball on that play yeah. but no, but it's it's this so many that, years that, later it's, though. It's, it's like, worth it's sharing this. Um, I mean, so this is kind of an in thing between you and I, but it's become such a long running joke that maybe four or five years ago, uh, some some VHS tapes surfaced of a whole bunch of games from uh, East Oak High School basketball games from the early mid nineties. And one of them was that game. Yeah. So you might remember I had to. I, I got I had my hands that. on that. Yeah, copy. you sent me that. Yeah. I transferred the VHS to a DVD and sent it to you for your birthday. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's not. And, and the thing is, is I don't enjoy watching your pain. I don't. <laughs> the fuck, man? Come on. I, I, no, why would I? Why would I ever like that? I just, I, I don't. Why are you taking a mic from me? Because like reveling in that precise moment where he destroyed everything you hoped for for your future. There, tur- there became a t- in your town, but I think there became a turning point between he and I, like when we were living together over, you know, when we moved out here. Yeah, that uh, for a while that that subject was just sort of like you know almost taboo. You just did, we just didn't talk about it. It was almost yeah, like a bad true. memory that we that's didn't want to bring up. And then usually what I do with things like that is I just go directly for them, and then it's it's just we get it out in the open. Yeah, and I just. I broke his balls by, you know, saying, you know, he, <laughs> oh, God, you killed our town. Our town was dead yeah. long before we were born. But it, it was just like, uh, you know, their hopes for a state title were dashed by him missing a shot. And it was like, it really wasn't. And I, he knows I know better than that. And the fact is, is just like, we, I just started clowning him about yeah. it when we were together because it was... It just when made we it something. Together? Well, when we lived together, you know what I mean. You know, it, I, I at night when we were under the sheets. What are you talking about? No, I, got, I, I have a question. Hey, right? baby, remember you missed that dunk? <laughs> Scratch my back. <laughs> so, so I'm, you know, I hadn't really thought much about this, and as you're bringing it up, what's occurring to me is that 
you were, I, I don't know if it's the right word, but I think you were basically practicing transference. Like you were using your tactic for how you deal with pain and basically um, kind of giving me a gentle nudge to deal with it the same way you would. Yeah. And, I, you know, I can't imagine that in the moment when that thing was, that experience was painful and in the short time after that was still painful that I would have been able to say, yeah, in 10 years or 20 years, I'm, I'm going to send you a DVD of this game because it's funny. Like we yeah. have that joke now. And I'm like, Jamie, do you have that same experience with him? Does he do transference? Is that, is that even the right word? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that work? How does um, that work with y'all? Obviously, I didn't play basketball, even right, though right. I can beat him at <laughs> I can beat him at horse any given day of the week. Okay, um, we have that on record. This is my experience from bad experiences in high school with basketball, and no, no I mean the no, I I the understand this, All but right. I'm getting to that point where. I can talk about this now because of the help from him, from John. John has given me this superpower of being like, talk about it and you'll feel better about it. Yeah. So this is my experience from high school. I was a cheerleader. Yep. I was dating the point guard of one local school. Okay. We dated for many years. I lost my virginity to him. Okay. Uh, I actually got pregnant by him later on, but he and I had a long relationship for a very long time. While I was broken up with him, I dated the point guard of another local school. Okay. So when these two schools, who was the biggest rivalry, I don't oh. know what your rivalry was with East Liverpool, but think of your biggest rivalry. Got you. The two point guards went head to head. My ex-boyfriend mm -hmm. got the ball, and then my now boyfriend got the ball. The different stadium sides would go sloppy seconds, clap, 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 wow. sloppy seconds, clap, clap, wow. clap, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Can you imagine standing on the fucking sidelines of this basketball game while there wow. are parents, teachers, mothers, yeah. fathers chanting this without even knowing adults. that adults wow. chanting sloppy seconds without knowing that they're actually chanting the guy I'm now having sex with at age 15. Wait, the adults joined in? The adults, <laughs> that's, that's the, the teachers, that's the crazy. principals joined crazy. in on this chant, chanting when my now boyfriend got the ball mm -hmm. as opposed to my ex-boyfriend got the ball because I was 15 years old and this chant was happening. I was breaking down. And the fact, this is the first time I've talked about it. And I want to crawl into a hole and cry about it right now because it was such an emotional feeling I'll where bet. I wanted – I was 15 and I'm the, I have a whole arena of people cheering about my sex life when I don't even know how to fucking drive a car. Are you fucking kidding me? Like that's so painful. And the only reason why I can talk about it right now is because this little – this, this, this little yeah. guy yeah, on my is. side is the person who encourages me to be like, just talk about it and then you'll get over it and then it'll be fine. And and I've never been able to actually vocalize that. But mm -hmm. because of him, I am now. Mm -hmm. And I have this platform where a lot of people, a lot of strangers who I've never met are going to hear this and hear right. about my pain. And maybe some people who are actually in that basketball stadium at that time are going to hear that going yeah. oh shit that's what we were cheering either whether they knew it whether they didn't that's what they were cheering about and i wanted to i actually went home and slipped my wrist that night i so wanted easy. i i know it's it's getting darker and darker but uh, i yeah. i <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to die after this because so I'll many bet. people that's mortifying yeah it was awful because you're in such a little place you're in such yeah. a little place and that's the whole world
Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what, when you're in that scenario, whether you miss a ball or you have sex with someone on the opposing team, just because you're trying to be liked, mm-hmm. that is so huge to you at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so and, and we can be, you know, in our late 20s, 30s, whatever, and talk about it now. And it's still kind of, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Especially when I get on stage and people yell sloppy I, I was going to say, yeah. how did John help you do that? By making fun of you every single time no, no. until he desensitized you? From well, his, no, yeah, I, I, traumatizing I, he's brainwashed I've heard, me. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard versions of that story, but I, you know, or at so least wild, in parts. So wild. But she's, you know, she's only over the years gradually learned how to, you know, open up about stuff. Yeah. But it's like, by knowing about stuff like that, it's like, you can just, I just think it's better to just own up to it and la- and, yeah. and find a way to laugh at it. Like I said, I get, you know, people yell sloppy seconds at me now we're doing shows. <laughs> There's, I got one joke, write that one down. And then, you know, and we go from there. Like, yeah. that's how I, that's what he's talking about, about the transferences where I, this is how I deal with anything that's painful or uncomfortable is like, look, instead of letting it be the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. letting it be this thing that just eats you up, just, you know, try to find a way, try to find a way to make, you know, I comedy about it because I just have this sort of instrument that I can make some funny. Mm-hmm. And it usually, you know, that's how I, I guess I started with my family we laughed about stuff and then on and on and on. And it just, it's just, it's therapeutic because I think letting, holding things inside, yeah, you know, it's stupid. And, and between me and him, it's like, he knew I, I knew well yeah. enough not to, I didn't actually think he fucking ruined anything or lost any game or any season. He knew I, he knew, he knew I, I just wasn't like that. So it was like, I was just playing the role yeah. of the jackassery that we we grew up around. And I think you're yeah, underselling that, though. And I think that... I'm I was just going to say, Timmy, did you actually feel that way? No, I didn't. I, I wanted to actually throw something your way, Cap, because mm-hmm. I think those of us who know you and love you, like we have great mm-hmm. admiration for your art. I mean, we're all biased, of course, but mm-hmm. what I think maybe you're not aware of, and I'm not sure if all of us are aware of it, is that what you do in your art some of it, not all of it, but some of it is a really specific reflection of who you are as a person and as a friend and as a brother or uncle, etc. Mm-hmm. Like, you always praise me for being a good friend to you, but man, like, I can't say how much I have learned from you. Right. And that that is one very particular example that, like, I don't know how I would have processed that pain without, you know, stealing from what you do. You know what I mean? And, I, I and now I'm, and now I'm gonna you, get man. a little misty. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> you're a fundamentally good dude. This man. has been a great show. Jimmy knows this, this, you know, fucking crying down too. But I no, I'm and I'm glad. I'm glad that that. Uh, I mean, I don't want to sell it short again, but I'm good for something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like I'm glad that uh, that's something that I've always been able to offer. I guess you know. When we, when there's anything, I mean, that's something that she's had to adjust to, too, because it's not like something that, you know, was second nature to her. Like, I mean, we've had times where it's just like, 
<laughs> you're pinching me and stuff like that to stop talking. You know, oh, like yeah. when I'm like, I'm like, no, let's just let's just talk about the time that you know. And there's like, so many times I'm looking at him like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I wish your lips would glue themselves together right fucking now. Because it's and yeah, he does, he's oblivious to it. And yeah. so then I start pinching him, and he's like, why are you pinching I, no, me? No, no, you don't get it. I've got a I've got a good bit here that I'm gonna do about <laughs> it, and I, I, I just. You know, and I can't say I'm 100% on it, like, that there's, but I just, I feel like that's, um, that's the best way to, you know, get through, get through anything that's painful or is awkward or anything like that is like, you know, just try to make some funny out of it, you know, I hit a bunny on the road. I made a bit out of it. So, yeah. (laughs) I punched him in the face and we were joking about it 20 minutes later. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't have. I, I did something really violent and awful, and in my mind, I wanted to sweep it under the rug and never talk about it again. Mm-hmm. He was able to bring it up, and start. we started laughing about it, and that's the only reason why he and I are still married today, is because we were able to be like, oh, you did something shitty. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. laugh about it. If not, if it was for me, I would have just like been like, oh, this is something, and we'll never talk about it again, and that would have torn us apart and eaten us apart. Mm-hmm. But because we're able to talk about it, laugh about it, get it out, we're able to be together and move on. And yeah, and so I was talking about it on stage like two nights later. Oh yeah, and and, and because about. of it, yeah. <laughs> now I look like a fucking monster to everybody in the audience. Hey guys. Well, I but- <laughs> out the bits. I mean. As the bit gets better, you'll look less monstrous. You know? Hopefully people understand that I'm an awful person and there's a lot more worse things that I do no, than no. just hit him. <laughs> well, yeah. But, it's, but uh, what I was fine. asking to him was like when he was joking about it at first, okay. like this painful moment that happened to you, when mm-hmm. he was coming at you and joking to you about it, did you find it funny? Or did it take you a while for some growth? It's a good question. I think um, – I think – when we when we had a couple of different we had a couple of different apartments and at different points we lived kind of separate lives like we had different interests so we were moving in different spaces so we didn't always overlap and I think that probably helped so if there was any um, in the f- in the first times that that came up if there was any sting to it it was probably easy to okay I'm gonna go do this thing now and avoid it mm-hmm. I don't know if that's exactly what happened but I'm guessing that that could have been a way to deal with that and just over time and and with enough repetition it it was unavoidable like of course this is a silly thing like of course you should laugh about this right maybe yeah. it happened right away but, but I, I don't recall I, exactly. I, i've never been one it's one thing that i i can't do is like i can't i can't break somebody's balls who doesn't think that it's funny like i yeah. couldn't you know i couldn't make fun of somebody's thing and have them sit there you know if you yeah. were gonna if you started crying <laughs> I might make fun of that. I'm pretty I, you know, sure I, I mean, cried I, in front of you. Extreme reaction. Uh, Maybe a little. You know, that's what we go for in comedy years. is we exaggerate things, and then it's, it, you know, it's. Uh, but how did we survive yeah. this many years without a safe word, Cap? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of look at you as like, and don't take offense to this, like yeah. as his ex girlfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's been a relationship where like you guys have lived in multiple locations together, and yeah. you've like grown and you know each other. Like, if there's anyone, and even Sam and I were talking about this beforehand, where it was like she was telling me of your understanding of him, and he's not a person. John is not a person that is easy to understand. And it gave me some reassurance that you get it too. 
because you've lived with him, you understand him, and it like makes me even closer and love you more because well, he's, he's like not... a brother and you're like a sister. It's right. family, you know. But it's what, oh, what, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to make this nicer. Hold on, <laughs> give me some moments to make this to clean this up. <laughs> like, but you've you've lived with him, you know him. And um, how do I make this plate now? I, I, um, I'm an enigma. I, I'm a, I'm a wrapped difficult. In. Wrapped in a, in a vest, yes. <laughs> I, I, um, I, uh, you know the you shorthand made, too, right? You, you made, know all the Simpsons references, all the exactly. Rocky and Jaws. You made him that. grow. Like he wouldn't be out in LA without you. No. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have come here either. I mean, I wouldn't have come right. by myself. I but mean, and he wouldn't have grown shit. without you. And if it wasn't for him being in LA, I wouldn't have been here. Like, there's so many. Like, I appreciate you so much because without all the things that you did, he mm. wouldn't be here. Not even just being our best man, and you know, doing all those kind of things. But like all the other little things that you did way so many years before me. Like, I appreciate it so much because well, all those little tiny things you did to get him to where he is now, he went be there without you and I wouldn't be there without that and well, I, I appreciate think it, it was very easy to stay thank I you could have done thank without you. the peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was real easy to stand up at your wedding for a number of reasons because um I saw so much of the stuff that the cap you went through with um trying to find a partner that worked that made sense yeah fit and it was pretty obvious, you know, meeting you probably the first or second time. We we only met a couple of times before the wedding. It's like, well, that obviously makes sense. She's obviously the one. She's mm-hmm. insane enough to be with him. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Insane's a bad way to put it, dear. I mean, it's uh, you, uh, you, you, you had enough of a colorful background to uh, no, yeah. I I just think you had. I guess I don't know what it was. I couldn't put my finger. I just when I was with Patience. you, I couldn't. Yeah, a lot I, of it. I think intolerance. I, I think, think Xanax yeah, is the word I'm looking for. Xanax <laughs> and wine. Yeah, but I think that you were. Um, yeah, you were somebody who was more willing to deal with my shit. So that's how it. Worked, I there guess was, there was a reason in a season in a lifetime that he was in your life. Yeah, everybody's in your in your life for. I always say to her like, uh, "Timmy didn't do that. <laughs> Timmy never." Timmy. I was busy at the spoken word thing on crutches. You know? I was he, he grew you and he he like nurtured you into this, and I appreciate I mean, I, him. For I get it. way too much credit. Honestly, I think y'all are very very kind and generous. I just think it's too much credit. Like. All right, we'll we'll stop. I mean, I Get the I'm, fuck out of our house, I'm fine, fine, man, fine. Uh, I I uh, I enjoy, I enjoy watching the two of y'all. By the way, I man, I listen to the podcast, of course, and it's I get to visit with my family, of course. Like that's what it's like for me, you know, to hear the podcast. And you know, if I don't get to talk to you guys every other week or whatever, like yeah. this is a visit. You know, it's one way. You know, I'm not in talking sure. to you, but it's cool and. I think um, that first impression of you, Jamie, was, you know, it just gets proven right over and over and over again. Yes, yeah, because you weren't in the car getting hit in the face, right? <laughs> if you were in the car that yeah. night, you might have been like, hmm, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. 
She, All right, she's so, good around company. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> so, um, since you listen to the podcast, you know that every week we take a question from Twitter at, at Caparulo. And Adam sent this week, um, are you now or have you ever been self-conscious about your voice while on stage? And I'm bringing up this question because, Timmy, you've known his voice his entire life. Like, was his voice something, I mean, in the high school hallways that you knew was different? I think it was preternaturally crotchety. <laughs> Those yeah. are words I don't understand. <laughs> he sounded like an old man when he was 15. <laughs> what, what, uh, what pyramid was that one from? <laughs> uh, I've never, I've never felt self-conscious about it. It was like something that I really didn't realize until I got into comedy. Cause nobody really, nobody really said anything to me that my, I, I mean I remember once I got into comedy I remember opening for Jay Moore once and he mm-hmm. said he said you sound like Eddie Murphy doing a white guy but uh, yeah. I uh, yeah. but I, I didn't realize that there was actually something inherently different about my voice until I started into the comedy business and people were like uh, talking to me like that's an asset they're like oh god you 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 have a great voice for this. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's why people laugh so much when I'm talking. But I I didn't, uh, I never knew really it was a thing until I got on stage. I was just, I just think it's weird that people think that I possibly concocted it or made it up. And then I get off stage and they're like, oh, you really talk about it like that? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Um, Want to date me? No, no, I don't. Well, that's why I asked Timmy what his thoughts were because... I've never seen your voice as something different. Like, I, I remember that, I yeah. sat down with my ex-stepmom and her boyfriend, and the first time, like, they went to your show. They hadn't met you yet. We sat down at dinner, and he goes, oh, your voice really is like that. And I almost, like, took offense to it at first, but I don't know why. But I was just like, I don't know. I've yeah, never I, seen I, it as something different. Like, I don't see him yeah. as, as the short, weird, bald kid at, at the playground. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> you're, bald before, yeah, you're not weird or, okay, you're weird, but you're not bald. <laughs> but I just, I've never saw it as like, you know, something different than what you are. That's just your voice. Right. And I, I think I always got that impression from you, which is, well, why we kept hanging around. Well, I think you, the words that you say are annoying, but I don't think your voice itself. <laughs> no, I think you sufficiently hate me uh, <laughs> on a regular basis. But um... So if you want to hear this voice in October, you can go to the Tempe Improv, October 2nd through the 5th, or the DC Improv, October 16th through the 19th, or the Funny Bone in West Des, Mo- West Des Moines. West Des Moines. West Des Moines. Yeah. October 24th through... Oh, no, it's October 23rd through 25th. They added an, an extra day. Uh-huh. 23rd through the 25th All in right. Des Moines. And uh, uh, Timmy, uh, Sam, I'll, Sam, if you're not working, I, I'll see you in D.C. Um, I will see you in D.C., yeah. But, uh, I'll, you know... I'll see you guys in a couple You can get tickets, Sam, at johncaprillo.com. I'm just sorry. Where can, can I get tickets? Johncaprillo.com. Right. Oh, okay. Johncaprillo.com. Hey, when did you say he in DC? In. I didn't DC, I don't October 16th <laughs> through the 19th at the DC Improv. Just don't bring fucking Timmy. <laughs>
I'm Ken Girl. You can get tickets for free. <laughs> you got sassy on wine, didn't you? Yes, she, yes, she did. I am such yes, a fan did. of Sam. I love her. Do you I, know? Do you know how many bottles we've taken down and how much love we've passed around? I am afraid to ask. Really, I just don't want to go to bed. With she it. knows <laughs> all my deepest secrets, John. I know. I, I, so does the so does the audience. It's fantastic. But no, not yet. We're good. It's all right. I got honey. like at least three or four more stories to tell. I know. You got like five in your you life. Got, you got to keep them wondering, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an air mystery guy. Let's go. Why don't you hit? Uh, I'll hit stop. Okay, I have a mic in one hand and a wine glass in the other. You have to do it. I'm doing it.